welcome to Cackle's Corner, the podcast where you can hear teachings by Marianne Halloran or Ellen Hogarty. Listen in now for this week's episode. We've been going over the rules of St. Ignatius of Loyola for the discernment of spirit. This is the fifth talk that I'm doing on this series. And if you remember, St. Ignatius is trying to teach us when the good spirit is moving on us and what that feels like or what those experiences are. And then when, it, when is it the bad spirit acting on us or trying to influence us so that we can understand what's going on and then take some action. So we're using the rules that St. Ignatius gives us in the spiritual exercises, and we're also drawing upon what Father Timothy Gallagher teaches about this also. Now, if you've ever been whitewater rafting or have seen pictures of it, it's when people get into an inflatable raft and they go down a river where there are areas of rapids. And rapids are when the water is uh, rough and turbulent. And as the raft goes through that area, you get bounced around and um, could be quite exciting. And there are companies that do these rafting trips. And they send a guide in each raft that knows the river and can get you safely through the rapids. So that's how we can look at St. Ignatius. He's a tremendous guide to get us through the rapids of our spiritual lives. Because if we just get in the boat and we don't know what we're doing, we don't know what to be aware of, we can get into some real trouble when we hit those rough spots. So that's why we're going through this rule by rule. If you remember last month, we talked about desolation, spiritual desolation. And Ignatius was trying to describe what does spiritual desolation feel like. When we're in a time of desolation, we can feel that God is um, far away from us. It's a dark time. We can be confused, agitated inside. It's an effort to pray. We don't get any joy in our prayer. It's hard to make ourselves do anything spiritual. But if you remember, uh, Father Gallagher says, desolation is the time of the lie. The enemy wants us to think during times of desolation, this is how it's always been, this is how it's always going to be, and this is how you are. You're a failure. You're not a good Christian. You don't really love God. Whatever the lies are, that, uh, we get hit hard when we're in a time of desolation. And the enemy is very good at deception. That's his specialty. And he loves to discourage us. He knows how to discourage us. The enemy watches, and he knows where we're weak. So we've got to flip it over, and we've got to figure out what his strategy is. And that's what St. Ignatius gives us a good map and good tools to do. Now we're looking a lot at what the enemy does. And it's not because that's the most important thing in our lives. What God does is the most important thing. And God is always working. But we usually get off track during times of desolation. That's when we get into trouble. And St. Ignatius is very practical, so that's what he spends most of the time on. What do we do when we're in desolation? Let's look at rule number five. This is Ignatius' uh, rule number five in how to discern what's going on. 
During a time of desolation, one should never make a change. Instead, one should remain firm and constant in the proposals and in the decision which one had on the day before the desolation or in a decision in which one was during a previous time of consolation. And then he says, For just as the good spirit is chiefly the one who guides and counsels us in time of consolation, so it is the evil spirit who does this in time of desolation. By following his counsels, the bad spirit, we can never find the way to a right decision. Okay, so... How do we know when to apply rule number five? We ask two questions. Am I in a time of desolation? And number two, am I considering changing a spiritual proposal which was in place before this desolation began? If you answer yes to both of those questions, yes, I'm in desolation, yes, I'm thinking about changing a spiritual proposal that I had beforehand, then we know rule five applies. And what's the very first line of rule number five? During a time of desolation, one should never make a change. Okay, so let's say you go to a retreat or a spiritual conference and you get a lot of consolation. You feel very close to God. You grow in your spiritual life. You want to make some changes. You want to be more serious about prayer. So as a result of that time of consolation, you say, okay, I'm going to decide to pray 30 minutes every day. And during my lunch hour, I'm going to go to daily mass. So those are two spiritual decisions you made during that time of consolation. And you're praying every day, and you're filled with love of God. The half hour flies by. You're reading your Bible. You're getting a lot out of it. It's exciting. You can't wait to go to Mass during your lunch hour, and you're feeling pretty good. All right, then you hit a slump. Maybe you start arguing with your spouse or your child is going through a rough time or your boss is very difficult to please and you start to get discouraged. Around that same time, you start to think, well, you know, maybe I could skip prayer tomorrow. It's been kind of dry lately. You know, it feels like God is pretty far away. I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. I open the Bible, and it's confusing to me now. So the next morning comes around, and you decide to skip the prayer. Good decision or bad decision? Why is it a bad decision? Because you were in a time of desolation, and you made a change to a previous spiritual routine that you had in place. So you skip prayer that morning, and then your lunch hour comes. And lately when you've been going to Mass, you haven't been getting anything out of it. You spend the time annoyed with the way the reader is reading, or how the guy in front of you keeps yawning, and the priest is going on and on and on. So you think, well, I'm just a hypocrite if I go to Mass. I should be there praising God, preparing myself to receive the Eucharist. But I'm just thinking of how lousy that reader is. So your friend invites you to go to lunch that day, and you say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go to lunch with you instead of going to mass. Good decision or bad decision? Why is it a bad decision? Because you forgot rule number five. 
You're in a time of desolation. What's the first thing Ignatius says? Do not make a change in times of desolation. Instead, what should you do? He says, instead, one should remain firm and constant in the proposals and in the decision which one had on the day before the desolation or in a decision in which one was during a previous time of consolation. So whatever spiritual proposals you had in place, he says, be firm and constant. Now, how many times have we seen somebody make a change when they were in a time of desolation? Or how many times have we made a change when we're in a time of desolation? They could be small things, like letting go of your prayer, or skipping going to confession, and those aren't really small things in the big picture. They can also be huge things, like a vocational decision made in a time of desolation, when somebody bails on their vocation. These decisions made in desolation are always harmful. Why? Because look at the second part of Rule 5. Guess who's guiding you in times of desolation? Ignatius says, Just as the Good Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is chiefly the one who guides and counsels us in time of consolation, so it is the Evil Spirit who guides and counsels us in a time of desolation. We feel that God is far away. We're in a time of darkness. We're agitated. We've lost our peace. How can you make a good decision in a time like that? It's a time when Satan is trying to influence us and get us off track. And if we make changes during that time, they're not going to be good. They're going to be harmful. And Ignatius is very clear about that. Desolation is not a time to change things. So whatever good habits you had in place, whatever good resolutions you made before desolation started, stay firm. Even if it's the hardest thing in the world, stay the course. Father Gallagher gives this example when he's teaching about rule number five. He said in uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, there's there's a part where Lady Galadriel... She's giving Frodo a special file of light, a little container of light. And if you know the story, Frodo is on this very difficult and dangerous mission. And he has to take the ring that the Dark Lord Sauron's trying to get a hold of, and he has to destroy it. When the lady gives Frodo this light, she tells him, this will be a light for you when all other lights go out. And Father Gallagher says, rule number five is that way. He says, rule five will get you through almost any darkness in the spiritual life. We have to remember it. Because Satan can be very convincing. And he's pretty tricky with his deceptions. And when we're being tempted to change a good spiritual habit, it's going to sound really convincing. You know, right now we can think, oh, I'll never fall into that trap. I got this. I wouldn't be that stupid. But just think about the times that you have disobeyed this rule. When we're in desolation, it feels very real. And it's easy to believe the lie. But if we can remember that light that will get us through when all other lights go out, we think, okay, wait, what was rule number five? Don't make any changes. 
When you're in desolation, stay the course. Do your usual. And what this is going to do is it's going to build up spiritual muscles. Satan wants us to quit, and he's very convincing. And when we're discouraged, we're vulnerable. And his lies sound convincing. Yeah, if I have 30 minutes more of sleep, that would do me more good than if I get up and pray. Be alert. Say, hey, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. I'm tempted to make a change. I'm in desolation. I'm not going to do it. Remember, Father Thomas, quit or not. Okay, now, are there times that we do need to make some changes? Of course. You know, our responsibilities change, or we need to try something different in our spiritual life. There are valid reasons that we can change things up. But the trick is not to do it during a time of desolation. We've been talking about consolation and desolation. Consolation, that uplifting time where we feel really on fire for God and we're all, it's so easy to pray. Desolation when we're drawn downward to earthly things. But there's also that tranquil time, Ignatius calls. It's not always highs and lows, but some of life is just tranquil. So those are the times when we can consider changes in consolation or in the tranquil time. Okay, so let's move on to the next rule. Rule number six. More of advice of what to do in desolation. Ignatius says, although in desolation we should not change our former resolutions, it is very profitable to change ourselves intensely against the desolation itself as by insisting more on prayer, meditation, upon much examination, and some suitable way of doing penance. So we don't change our spiritual proposals, but we do change ourselves. How do we do that? He gives us four things that we can actively do in a time of desolation. Now, remember the uh, analogy of the whitewater rafting? that people are on, floating on the river in this raft and with the guide giving them instructions. Now, Josh Halloran used to be a guide, and Rebecca, too, on these rafting trips. I was asking him, do the paddles that they give to the people, do those help? The guide has his or her paddle, but the people on the raft, they also are given a paddle. And he said, yes, if they're um, going into a bigger rapid, because the faster you can go hitting into that rough water, the less likely the raft is to capsize. So the guide tries to get everybody on board to row fast as they're heading into a rough spot. So you have momentum going in, and then you can get through it better. You can think of rule six as Ignatius getting us to paddle faster so we can get through the desolation quicker. So the first thing he says is insisting more on prayer. Now that seems obvious. Okay, you're in a time of desolation. You should pray. The trouble is it's hard to pray when you're in desolation. It's easy to pray in consolation. It's a lot harder to pray when we're going through a time of desolation. Ignatius says pray more. Satan's tempting you to give up, that your prayer's no good, God doesn't hear you anyway. Why are you praying? You're such a sinner. God's not going to listen to you. What do you do? 
pray more. Even if it's, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me. You don't feel any response? You think it, the, the prayer's bounce, hitting the wall and bouncing back at you? Pray anyway. You're picking up speed and trying to get through that time of desolation. Second thing Ignatius says is meditation. What is meditation? Calling to mind the truths of God. This could be a psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This could be a praise song, saying over and over again. Part of the creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Desolation is the time of the lie. You're fighting that with the truth. Picking a truth and you're thinking about that. Even when it doesn't feel real. The next way to build up momentum. Much examination. Now why would St. Ignatius tell us to focus on self-examination during a time of of desolation? He's trying to get us to think. To learn. When did this start? When did this time of desolation start this time around? Maybe you had a fight with a family member. Maybe one of your friends betrayed you or hurt you. Maybe you stayed up too late. Or were drinking too much. Or eating too much. Sometimes it starts in the natural. So Ignatius wants us to say, Hey, okay, what was I doing when this time started? Because Satan can use times of natural things that happen to pull us into a spiritual desolation. So we stop and reflect. Something's not right. What's going on? And ask the Lord to give us light and understanding. Now the last thing that we can use to paddle and get up some momentum to get through the desolation, Ignatius says, do some suitable penance. So when we're in times of desolation, we're drawn to entertainment or to distract ourselves or to something earthly. We reach for the remote control. We go to the refrigerator for the fifth time. What else is there to eat? We binge watch videos on Netflix. Okay, we're trying to get away from the desolation. And those are the ways Satan wants us to get deeper into desolation. So Ignatius gives us that paddle, and he says, do some penance instead. And they don't have to be huge penances, because it's hard to do penance when you're in desolation. Maybe wait 10 minutes before you open the refrigerator again. Or stop your Netflix binging after two or three shows instead of watching for eight hours. Or think about something you can do for somebody in an act of service. The bad spirit's trying to pull you down and suck you into desolation further and further. Ignatius is trying to help us build up momentum so we can shoot through it faster. And not capsize in that raft. Spiritual desolation is a work of the enemy, and we want to resist that firmly. To sum up, rule five, don't make any changes in times of desolation. Rule six, build up momentum. Act against the things Satan's trying to get you to do, and do the opposite so you can get through it faster. Now remember, God never gives us spiritual desolation, but he does allow it. He allows it to happen to us. He doesn't give it, but he permits us to go through it. And in another rule, uh, St. Ignatius is going to tell us why. So stay tuned. Amen. 
Would you please do us a favor and head over to iTunes to rate this podcast? It's the best way to get this material into the hands of those who need it the most. Thank you and God bless you.